0: For a perhaps slightly pared back edition in both length and certainly in personnel, as you join myself, Trev Downey, in my very sweltering field here in beautiful rural Ireland, inside in a house here in beautiful rural Ireland without a window open or a fan on because I'm using a mic here in beautiful rural Ireland. And poor old Cam Branch is joining me for this. Like I say, uh, whittled back edition of the Anfield Index podcast is suffering similarly in his own confines. So we'll get straight to saying hello to Cam. How you doing, man?
2: Yeah, good. Good, Trev. Um, yeah, sweltering a bit, isn't it? I mean, the sun is out.
0: It's great. And it's not so great for this type of work because they've yet to invent a fan that doesn't cause a racket that would uh, create uh, such pain in listeners ears that they turn us off immediately. We usually like to wait about 10 minutes before they do that, don't we?
2: well 10 minutes is pushing it let's be
0: honest <laughs> yeah 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 well it depends if backs on or not right so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so how many how stories
2: can i have used today
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah well we've all got our bits uh, but you know we should explain to people that we, we did try to get a schedule where everybody lines up but it's not always easy especially around summertime when people are traveling and currently that's exactly what carl and, and, and lisa marie are both doing um carl driving um As we speak, and will be for quite a while yet. And uh, Lisa Marie is off in the the Disneyland uh, zone um, with her kids, uh, enjoying herself. So uh, fair play uh, to them. And, you know, if we, when we, when and if we get our holidays uh, booked, I'm sure we'll enjoy them too. But uh, it's not looking great for me. Do you see yourself getting away? All no,
2: so- um, I'm not because uh, we've got a wedding in uh, the half term week in October. And my flights uh, that I'd booked for me, Mrs. B, and the two little ones, um, they rearranged the times. So I'm now having to fly direct. It's the only flight I could get that could sort of work on a reasonable time scale. And the, and the cost has doubled. Ouch. Ouch. Yes. So let's oh. just say it was already over 2K. And it's now just for the flights alone is just stupid money. So I'm oh not God. happy.
0: Let's put it that way. No, I can imagine that. And that would yeah. certainly um, put a dent in any plans for summer japes. I'm, I'm kind of similarly positioned I've various bits and pieces going on that have sort of kicked me in the arse financially. And as a result, I don't feel like going and hock for the sake of a holiday. So I'm just yeah. going to enjoy the sun when it comes here and go out and uh, be an amateur farmer and knock about. Um, and- You've got a field, Trev.
2: You know, I mean, just put a paddling pool there, and uh, you're you're in Marbella, aren't you?
0: This is what I'm going to pretend. This yeah. is what I'm going to pretend. Uh, so, so, so with, without the the prospect of a holiday for you or I, I guess uh, we are and probably unhealthily focused still on the shenanigans and our beloved football club, which of course is the reason for this podcast, is why it exists, the channel exists, yeah. and all the rest of it. But like you said to me before the mics went live, there's not a lot going on, and and you know I know what you meant by that. There's no, there's not any, not any major stories breaking, but there are things happening. So yeah, the the idea I had for this show is a little bit inspired by say what Dave does on his daily show. I thought what we might do is have a look at the main website. Mm -hmm. And just see, can you open a tab simultaneously while you've got this on so you can keep an eye on something? So I just thought we might go through the various stories and see what we make of them. And I'm going to start, even if it's not the top story there, I'm just going to start with you on the news that um and if you just open up the, like I say, LiverpoolFC.com and open up the news section, um, we'll go and we'll have a little bit of scoot around that in a second. But let's start on what was a really interesting story, which was the news of Joe Gomez contract extension, because we've talked about this on the show. And if you sc- yeah exactly, and if you scroll on down. It appears there on the 7th of July. Um, All those stories broke. Lovely, smiley Joe um, and the news of his contract uh, and the fact that he's going to be around for quite a a while more. Now, I have to say, um, quite a few Anfield Index personnel I've heard in various podcasts, and I'll be honest with you, Cam, they're the only football podcasts I listen to. I used to listen to that one James Richardson did um, before, before the channel moved. I'd listen to occasionally, um, maybe one or two things as well that were sort of football journals. I never listened to any of the other fan media for years, not for yeah. years. So I, I really, it's I, I, I'm, I'm in the rarefied Anfield Index uh, crew environment when it comes to hearing what people think. But there's a great mix of opinions there, and an awful lot of people have very different opinions about. Joe Gomez. Some were saying, "Look, he's a saleable asset." Some were saying, um, "The kid deserves to play. Uh, he should be allowed to go." And some were saying, "Why would we let someone that good go? What if there's an injury?" That was me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm delighted that it's worked out this way. I have to say, maybe it's the pessimist in me, Cam, but what was your take when you heard the news? Like, honestly, where did you? What What was your feelings around the whole Joe Gomez thing? Because I think it's quite it is quite big news, really.
2: I was over the moon. I was really happy. Um, I think he's, he's a wonderful football player. He's a wonderful centre-back. I think he's, you know, to for people to say, oh, he's just a trend backup, I thought that was disrespectful to Joe. I think he's actually, I mean, when he played with Virgil van Dijk for that, pretty much that whole season, um, we were, I think we, we're averaging a goal and conceded every other game with him on the on the pitch with, with Virgil. No other defender has come close to that alongside Virgil.
0: Mm, we only went and won the league.
2: Well, it's just a tin pot cup, that, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's, yeah. let's yeah. be honest, it doesn't compare to the Caravan, the FA. You know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you're right. So yeah, the, the guy is, he's proven, pre- proven quality. Um, and I said last week that we, we, you know, we need him to stay. Um, and the reason I said was because Matip's not the future, but he's still got an important part to play. And Matip will eventually start going down the pecking order. Joe will start going back up the pecking order. And it really is between will be between Joe and Ibu Kanate as to who starts alongside um, Virgil Van Dijk. And I'm, I'm and I'm sure that's what the club have said to him. You, know, you 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 are part of the future you know Virgil's just turned 31 but then a 31 year old defender of Virgil standing could probably go till he's 36 37 quite easily um he's 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 just a rolls royce isn't he so um it's uh, i just i was just really happy i I think it's just you know it's important to have top class players in important positions pushing other top class players
0: Mm. because it only helps the team on the pitch at the end of the day. You think about uh, the discussion that we've had, and I think you and I have been really kind of firmly in agreement on this. Uh, And sorry if you like shows where people argue all the time. Maybe we'll get around to that, Cam, I don't know. But uh, I want to point out another uh, source of agreement between us on recent shows has been that we're both a bit angsty about the idea of starting the midfield, starting the season with the midfield personnel as is, because we feel that we we both seem to feel that we we needed an energetic, uh, permanently available uh, attacking midfielder to come into that first team set up um, and be available for selection now if you take that logic and apply it to the defense it's not that long ago that we were both saying we really need to sign a center half and if we don't it's going to be a problem and it was yeah and and now we've got cover because who knows what what can happen um who knows what can happen joe matt could could, say say it we know what can happen. Well, that's a very good point. That's, sorry, that's actually the point. We, point do, we, yeah. do, we, we do know what can happen. And it's it's that, uh, um, I suppose, once bitten, twice shy thing that's informing why I'm saying, please, let's get this midfielder now, not then, not later. I don't want to hear about um, uh, successful su- succession planning or, 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 or caution or an abundance of caution or wisdom in the financial markets. I don't care. I want to win now. And, hmm. and and I think that leaves us set up well in this particular zone to win now because you know, you look at this bundle of defenders we've got. Obviously we've got the kid in now to sort of rival or not rival but shadow Trent and show, yeah. sh- Trent can show him how it's done. Maybe he'll get, and maybe maybe he'll, maybe Ramsey will get a few minutes here and there. Um, um we know that we've got a more than able deputy at left back. I think there are a few people in the fan base Cam, who actually prefer Costas to Robo, Um, nothing wrong with that. And now we've got four lads who are all on the verge of that world class bracket, if not in it, at centre half. And you will go far afield, my friend, to find four better players for that position in any club anywhere across Europe. I think you will. I really, I can't think of any off the top of my head. You know. Um, and that's fantastic. That's exactly what we want. Attack looks something similar now as well. We lose one big one. We get in one big one. We've got some youngsters coming through. That's yeah. exciting. So you know where I'm going with this. I'm still, the knock on is, I, I, I know there are now potential deals on the table for um, uh, Curtis uh, and a few other people as well. Yeah. And Nabi Kata, I think is the most urgent. But I think we probably need to, those of us who are a little bit, um, maybe still getting excited about the potential, probably need to be realistic and say that that's probably going to be the height of our business now. Or, or, or do we? Where, where, where do you stand on that? That get the Salah signing, keeping Joe at the club. Say we commit Nabby to another a little while as well. Yeah. Maybe one or two others who are sort of in the in the in the um that dodgy category of needing to get signed down, like Bobby and a few others. It, would would that Leave you happy going into the season. You're never
2: going to be happy. There's no such thing as a, the perfect transfer window. I mean, some people will argue if we got a a midfielder in, that would then be the perfect transfer window because we got cover for cover for Trent. We've got um we got you know Carvalho in. We got um Nunez in, and you know it's just the midfield that was. That needed that little bit of a boost. Now, I I think personally, um, the the players that need to get signed up is is essentially right now going to be Naby, because as I said last week, we can't we can't just let him go for a free. Not after he hasn't he hasn't given us anything near the return he should have. So you can't just let him walk away on a free so you've got to protect that investment and the only way you protect an investment is to have a have a contract that protects it so that's that's going to be crucial bobby i'm still not sure about because i don't bobby's not going to get the game time and bobby wants game time because if you if you go by anything that you saw in the news this week he's on about his place in the brazilian squad but he loves liverpool he loves being in liverpool he loves you know, the life there. And so that's a little bit of a pickle for for Bobby and the club as to how they're going to go forwards with that one. Um, I think, just going back to the midfield, I think this really has to be the season where Curtis shows what he's about. And Curtis has to be really pushing to get into that team. He's got to show that he is more than capable of playing more minutes, and and then taking the pressure off, you know, those players that who may be more vulnerable to picking up these silly little injuries, you know, like Thiago, Hendo, Naby, and then obviously you've got young um, young Harvey Elliott as well, you know, who's who at the beginning of last season, his his form, his performances. In between Trent and and Mo Salah was a joy. The link-up play between the three was 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 wonderful, and I think a lot of people have just sort of dismissed maybe what um, Harvey can bring to that team. He didn't look out of place last season when he was in that side. That lone move the season before had had done has has done him the world of good. So um, I wouldn't be overly Disappointed if we didn't get another player in. We, it all goes back to everybody wants Jude Bellingham. You know, let's just say it. Everyone wants Jude Bellingham. But if Dortmund are not prepared to sell him and, and Jude Bellingham's not going to rock the boats, nothing you can do. Absolutely nothing you can do. Unless you go in there and say, right, OK, here's, a, here's £150 million. Pounds. Dortmund ain't going to say no then, are they? And Liverpool are not going to do that. They're not they're not they're just not gonna do that. So we have to unfortunately be a little bit realistic in in how the club operates. And the way the club operates, I think, is the right way. Because under Jurgen Klopp we want every major trophy. How how can you how can you argue with that? You can't disagree with that in any way, shape or form. We always want more trophies. That's 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 the game. But you know, when you're up against sports washing Man City, who are, are a phenomenal football team at the same time and push us to heights that maybe we would not have reached, we've, we've got to be as sensible as we possibly can. We can't just suddenly jeopardise the future of the club. We don't want to go back to a Hicks and Gillette situation where we're just days away from going into administration just because we're desperate for one player. Not that that would put us in that position, but um, you know that that's the fear in the back of my mind. You know, that you, you can't be gung ho; got to be sensible.
0: Mm. It's not very sexy, that is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. You know, no. <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> it's not getting me going that at all. I have to say, <laughs> I, 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 but, but
2: that's me, isn't it? That's just the way it is. It, it, it... I, I can't. I I I, I Trev. I, I desperately want us to get a midfielder, in. I really do because I, I think it is a an, an area where we are weaker than any of other position position on the pitch. You know, we all know that. But the midfielders still contributed to us season in season out. Aside from the season where we lost on lost our defend central defense, and then started to lose our central midfielders. We're, we're consistently hitting 90 points. Yes. No other team does that, aside from Man City, who are sports washers. So, you know, that's what we're up against. That's the reality. But we, the club is just in such a great place. And I'm sure that, you know, they're working so hard behind the scenes to maybe... Get something agreed with Dortmund for Jude Bellingham, you know, if if that's who they're, you know, genuinely looking at, they'll be moving heaven and earth to to try and bring him in this this year. But if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen, and you and you've got to go with, you know, Mr. Laptek Test himself, James Wilner, haven't you? you know, see,
0: see that's that's the thing. People are gonna people are gonna. Um... Certain lads will get all excited and other people will be getting all morose and negative about the idea of Jimmy Miller playing minutes this year. And I think an awful lot of people were hoping it was just going to be almost a symbolic thing. But Klopp himself said, look, this guy is signing a new contract because he can still contribute on the pitch. Now, I know Klopp says a lot of stuff. But, um, you know, that's going to be something that some people are going to find horrific as a concept and some people are going to find reassuring as a concept. And I suppose there would be a full range in between where I think I might be residing myself. Um, But. In relation to the squad, if you then go, oh, we've got that website open if you go back to the main news page again and then yeah. click on the one that says liverpool confirm 37 man squad for thailand and singapore and that's only broken a few hours ago that six seven hours ago this squad yeah. that's on the, the that's that's uh, traveling and there's photos coming in of um the lads in the airport and all that kind of stuff and there's a kind of a kicker here because As we go down through that travelling squad, you can see it in front of you. Adrian, Alexander-Arnold, Allison, Bechetic, uh, Carvalho, Chambers, Clark, Clarkson, Davies, that's H. Davies, Diaz, Elliott, Fabinho, Firmino, Fraundorf, Gomez, Henderson, Hill, Jones, Jota, Keita, Kanate, Mabaya, Matip, Milner, Morton, Mrozek, Norris and Nunes, Oxlade, Chamberlain, Phillips, Robertson, Sala Tiago and Simicus, Vandenberg, Van Dyke and Williams. And we have a situation here which arises immediately because as a good, loyal Irish man, I'm looking out for the K section there. And um, I don't see any Queevy and Kelleher. No. And I'm wondering why that is. And there are a few lads who aren't on that squad uh, to travel. Cuevin Keller Kelleher's not there, and mm-hmm. um, the new boy that we've just spoken about, Calvin Ramsey's not there. Yeah. Cade, Cade Gordon's not there, who an awful lot of people have invested a lot sure. of hopes in. Yeah. Uh, and then Nico Williams, who we know is moving, and Ben Davies, who we know is moving, are not there either. But yeah. in terms of the um, three uh, uh, others that we spoke about, the three youngsters, youngest of all, Gordon. There's no specific reason being put out for that, just that in the past injuries curtailed his, his year and maybe he's working his way back to fitness. That's a little bit vague. The youngster that Scott Calvin Ramsey, a little bit more specific there um klopp himself said until today he's had no problems but the medical department tells us that if we don't take care for that now you'll have a problem in the future so when you're young of course he's yeah. a long career ahead of him so we are very responsible Klopp club says in these moments so he didn't train yet with the team but he's doing a lot of fitness work okay that explains that one okay but literally no explanation for why <laughs> keller isn't there so instead, we're bringing Adrián, Harvey Davies, Fabian Rozek, and Marcelo Pitoluga, who we know has gotten himself a little move um, to get some playing minutes. Yeah. Um, so we're back to Adrián as number two, and none of us are excited about that. So no. any any idea? Did you have you heard anything around this? Because I can't find any reason, and I don't no. like I don't like it because you know what? Quivine is, he's a tremendously saleable asset. It, it, it. he is but um he's a great number
2: 2 for us isn't he he's, he's just because let's be honest is he really going to get into many premier league teams over who they have i don't know I honestly don't know i mean i think he's good for a few games but we never know we're not going to know how good he is over a consistent
0: period of time No, you don't. But you do know he has one quality which you prize in a goalkeeper almost above all others, and that's calm. Yeah, that that was the four word, four
2: letter word I was going to say as well. Mm. He he, he's got a, he's definitely got a a presence about himself, hasn't he? In that um, he he's got so much self belief, and and he's not phased, is he? So um, I'm like, okay. You've got me thinking now. I mean, I'm just thinking he's possibly got a little niggle. One name I do like seeing in there, and we we should have mentioned him earlier,
0: actually, or I should have mentioned him earlier, is Um, Oxlade-Chamberlain. Explain to me why you like that, because I'll be honest with you at this stage. He's drifted so far from my um, compass and radar because of his his lack of featuring over the second half of that season. that you, You tend to forget that he did, have quite a few positive contributions in the first half of the season. And then I, my attention was drawn by several people because they love seeing this shit that I always miss okay. uh, about him looking grumpy and narky and not celebrating and stuff like that. And I thought that's not right because he's one of the the first he, ones. Yeah, and he's just yeah. one of those characters that, you know, from the minute he signed for the club, he was doing stuff with the for the PR, from the PR point of view, and seems to be everybody's pal. And I thought, oh, Jesus, that's a sign of a guy who's not happy. And I just kind of assumed that we were going to be going our, our separate ways. So explain to me why it is that you are what, – what's your thinking there around being happy to see Oxley Chamberlain in the travelling squad?
2: I just want him to, to play well again because – when he plays well, he's an asset for us. He's he contributes, he's he he is almost that dynamic player that we want in the in the midfield. He he's 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 about power and pace and we know he likes a shot. And um, not many of our midfielders like to shoot, do they? And this this lad does like to, does like a shot and he has got a good shot on him and it's. I know he's not been the same since that knee injury. I think it was against Roma in the Champions League that he sustained, and um, he 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 has struggled. But if we can, if he can get back to anywhere near the levels that he was performing at before he he sustained that injury, there's a there's still a play there. I know he's only got one year left on his contract, and it could be we could just get a great year out of him that could really help us for the year and you know he, he just goes on a free maybe next year yes you know it will be money lost but what have we really got to lose because is anybody really going to buy him this year is anybody really going to take a chance on him and it it could be that you just get like that six months before um coppac's gonna loved me now when um before Adam Rolona re-signed a new contract, and he was a really good player. And then as soon as he signed his contract, he just sort of went, Ugh. but it could be you just get a good year out of, out of Oxlade. He, he contributes, you know, overall to how you know, taking minutes here, taking minutes there, um, maybe get a run of two, three games as and when he needs to. And, you know, that relieves a little bit of the pressure on the... Um, on on that midfield as well and then hopefully like you know going back to what we were saying earlier next 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 summer done deal for a you know a a midfielder and we know the club won a midfielder you know they were in for cheer many weren't they so um you know the club we know i know we keep going back to this we're going to keep going back to this midfield aren't we all the way through this aren't we um (laughs) um we, we know the club won the midfielder cheer many was definitely on the cards and and we know as well that uh, Julian Moore has been to Dortmund, so you know you can you know turn two equals eighty four at
0: the moment, but I'm I'm taking. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like i mean i just i'd love to have i don't know maybe i've just gotten cynical in my old age but i'd love to have faith that you know all of a sudden out of nowhere um Oxley chamberlain could have the best two or three years of his career uh and stay at the club and be a great lad and all the rest of it. i just the, that these things don't tend to happen you can tend to see trajectories but maybe 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 it will and maybe we'll be surprised and as you see uh the stuff from the team and the reception that they're going to get in Bangkok outside the hotel there. It looks like there's quite a few people gathered around and um it's nice to see. It is nice to see Liverpool getting out and about to that world. Uh, Did you hear uh, what Klopp asked the reporters? No, go ahead, man. Tell me this is good.
2: He goes, do the Man United get the same sort of reception? The, day before? <laughs> and the reporter replied, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yes always on the money with the observations that's good i like that yeah. that's exactly where we want to yeah. that's exactly where we want to drive this conversation and look at, like the thing about it is <clears throat> you know you can get very cynical and people look. if we're being honest candy don't give a shit about yeah. fans in other countries they don't care and if you that's all well and good until a, a, a world arrives or a situation arrives where you are that fan in another country you get a job you're posted to uh kuala lumpur or, or bangkok or or, yeah. or or some city in the states and then the only experience you can connect or reconnect with is when there's a, a tour and i think it's really really important and um there's a genuine enthusiasm and look do you know if we're going to be cynical about a Cam, mm. what what it is is it's an indicator of and i hate to use the word but it's an indicator of the size of from that very cynical point of view of the brand that Liverpool is in this world where football is a business, we love to we love to yeah. sort of sneak out from under that sordid little blanket, don't we? Because we have notions about ourselves and they're probably well founded uh, about our club and the the, uh, the 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 values and all the rest of it and the the kind of support that we have. But at the end of the day, we can't deny that it's a business, or we wouldn't be talking about you know deals and transfer windows and yeah. and and it's. What it is to me is it's a great big signifier that we're fucking huge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well,
2: you know that. I know that. All Liverpool fans, whether they like to admit it or not, know that. We we are one of the biggest clubs in the world. You, you I, I do think that um, maybe this is a, a slight on, um, on our owners. They haven't exploited that enough uh, on the commercial side to get more revenue into the club which could have maybe then helped us push on even more but what do I know about being a commercial director absolutely nothing you know it's as good as my maths maths was earlier so um (laughs) um, but yeah I mean you know we've got such a huge fan base around the world you know just go back to that Australia tour and when they were playing in Melbourne and you had 95,000 in the um, MCG, or whatever it was, 105,000, whatever, 110,000. I don't know what the, the capacity is there, but, you know, and, and that's just from one city. They, and now, gr- granted, you know, some of those fans would have traveled from all over, you know, other parts of Australia, but Australia's a big country. So it's It costs a few dollars to travel around, and, uh, you know what I mean? So, um, that was that was that was huge you know you go you go back to the states and you look at some of the uh the crowds that we've had at, um uh in some of the uh american stadiums that hold 100,000. you know granted we've been playing um uh other teams from the premier league so there would have been you know some fans of the, the premier league teams in there but yeah you know, we're always selling out aren't we it's just we are just we're I I I I would love to be able to say say that word that begins with G. Garg, you know, gar, I, I can't say it, you know. You, you, I think you you may know the word I'm trying to say. Um, gargantuan. Gargantuan. That's it. I mean, uh, I think that sort of best describes um, what we are as a club.
0: If you want to see, if you want to see Gargantuan, yeah. just to cut across it, I've just popped into the <laughs> chat there a little tweet, which has a piece of video in it. And right. it's got. You can open up there if you can. It's got. It's got one of the most comically wonderful images, uh, you're likely to see, in which we're got we're inside an, uh, an an airport. Um, one of those um, what do you call those things that are like escalators except they're flat travelators. So yeah. alongside the travelator. So there's this little dude coming along on one of those Segways. Yeah, I see Behind that. him, you've got uh, uh, li- one of those little uh, golf buggy things Yeah. Uh, with three airport personnel and Mo Salah, and behind another Segway. And everyone in the Travelator has stopped to take photos and videos. That's gargantuan right there, man. You yeah, know, yeah. here comes our main man to join up with his pals. I love all this. I do. I mean, I, it, it's 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 rem- it's a reminder of how big it was for us to get that thing done as well and honestly if we have to be the team who maybe ships a few goals because we're not just as efficient in midfield as we could be yeah but we outscore everyone because mo's back to being mo uh the mo that we, we yeah is very very best where you can get 30 and 40 yeah fuck, i'll take that you know <laughs> I'll take
2: Why that. not? It's it's entertainment, isn't it? Yeah. It truly yeah. is entertainment I was with um I was with a, a mank last night and um and he just goes I've stopped watching Liverpool and I was like, How come? He goes they're just gonna they just keep winning every game. They just <laughs> keep winning and it, it goes it's just I goes,
0: rem- I remember that exact feeling, do you? Yeah yeah.
2: He goes you should have won the league you should have won the champions league you should have done the quadruple you know you were lucky not to he was actually being from mank, he was actually being quite pragmatic and you know and what he was saying and um he goes we're light years behind you we're absolute light years behind you and he goes it it's just scary what you guys are doing and, and I, I said look you know at the end of the day man city pushing us we're pushing them if it wasn't for them, we might not have been as good as we are today. And if it wasn't for us, they may not have been as good as they are. And, you know, you need somebody to push you. Otherwise, you can't just be as good as you are all the time because your levels drop off. And and that's that's what we got. And, you know, we got, I think we got the, the perfect coach. I mean, I think, he's, I think he's the best coach in the world. And I and um, and I can I, I can back that up with the fact that our coach has done it with minds in the in the in the second division of the the Bundesliga and taken them into the the the, the, the main league and you know been done quite well there. He's then taken not the best team in the Bundesliga and he's won two Bundesliga titles as well as their equivalent of the FA Cup and taken them to a Champions League final. He's then come to Liverpool and turned Liverpool around and won every trophy that's available to win whereas the checkbook manager who everybody says is the best coach, well he's only the best coach because he's a checkbook manager whereas our manager has done it without that checkbook. And has actually improved players. Whereas the checkbook manager, he just gets players the best players to play in his system and, and throws the money at them. That the, I you know, there's no comparison for me. I think we're so fortunate in what we have and what and what we have become and you know we we've got so much to be grateful for because every other fan of every other club, deep down, they're fucking jealous of us.
0: Yeah, and so they should be because we are quibbling about one little area of the squad. And when was that ever the fucking case before, Cam, where it was just one little thing we wanted to address? It's just like one little thing we can fix and then everything will be perfect. And we do mean actually perfect. And yeah. that is just a wonderful place to be. And with that in mind, we have the fixtures section here on the uh, main Uh, website that we could have a look at next to maybe start looking at um, our final topic for today, which is the build up to the season itself. And, you know, it's important because it starts tomorrow. And that's why I think the timing of it is quite good. Um, Sorry, day after tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, And that's why I think it's a good it's it, 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 it dovetails well with the time of the podcast here. And so we have these two friendlies against uh, Man United and Crystal Palace with that massive squad that's travelled. And we know that the likelihood is that there'll be massive rotation and people will be getting 15 minutes here and 20 minutes there. And the maximum annual play in any match is probably a half. And that's fine. And they're kind of messy things. But then it starts to come to a little bit more of a point when we have the games against Leipzig and Salzburg um, in the Red Bull Arena, um, and they're on the 21st and the 27th of July. Yeah. Uh, then it's back to business because the next time out... Sorry, go ahead. Were going to say I was going to say it's Pep's favourite uh, trophy. In, yes, the one, one that, exactly the one he likes to call a title, yeah. um, and it's the community shield, uh, which is going to be played at the King Power Stadium for reasons, uh, against uh, Manchester City. Um, that leaves us then with just one outing, um, a friendly day. against Strasbourg the next day. Yeah. Um and you're kind of wondering. What, what's going on here yeah so we're either going to totally hand over a title in the commas yeah to to we we pep on the saturday and really play our main lads ahead of the premier league opener a week later yeah um or i honestly don't know what this is no, that's that's, <laughs> that's throwing me completely. I'm just I'm just gonna click on more details to see what it says. I, I can I can only I can only assume, man, that basically we're gonna play something resembling the team that'll start um, against Fulham against City, and that this will be a chance for other people to get vital minutes into the, into their legs and still have recovery time ahead of the season. That's the logic I see there but the cro- the idea of crossover between the two groups in the over the course of a day I imagine is quite minimal. I mean it could be just people carrying knocks and stuff like that might um have the maximum time to recover or people who have had been carrying knocks and are only back in training maybe will play that game on the uh, the the friendly match afterwards i mean it's hard to see the logic there but no. My take away- their logic not really well i I mean I'm sure they have the reason, but my takeaway from this is. I thought I was really going to enjoy the break. I kind of did really enjoy the break. I really didn't engage that much for a good few weeks. But I'm kind of back on board now. And I have a simple question to ask you that I've asked you since we started doing this show. I think I know the answer. Um, Because with yourself and Pooley and Carl, we've had this chat over several summers. Can you see yourself watching these games here? The two uh, that are coming up against United and Crystal Palace, uh, the two against Leipzig and Salzburg. Obviously, you'll watch the Community Shield. But of these four that are coming up, do you see yourself watching any of them? Well, I'm
2: now, because I'm in a new job, I get my rota for the week ahead every Sunday. So I don't know which games I'm going to be able to watch this season, which games I'm going to be able to go to this season. And uh, did 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 you get I, this
0: week's roller yet?
2: Yeah, guess which days I've got off.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that they're 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 not the days the games are on. No, you're the exact opposite. I've got Tuesday, <laughs> and Friday off. No way. Yeah. Okay. So, so was, I'm working.
2: I'm working next weekend. For the, right, right. Saturday okay. and Sunday, but I've got Tuesday and Friday off. So I might actually watch the games now. Now that I've seen the the fixtures when they are. So um
0: I think the way around it is what you get a prescription to Liverpool FC TV or a sub prescription, subscription to LFC TV or something like that. Is, that. is that one of the ways that people can do it? Because I I yeah, know I, yeah. I probably won't bother unless I can find it. Yeah. Um no well I've got um a way of watching it. So um
2: <laughs> so, so I I can watch them, so that's not a problem, but I can't watch them when I'm at work. So that that's that's a bother. That's a bother.
0: So, uh, right. Right. That, so you basically you don't know where you stand in terms of the other games. I but...
2: I I mean this this coming season now uh, I you know if I stay in this job for the next ten years then I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to watch football ever again because I don't know when I'm when I'm working and when I'm not working. So it's a question of record the game, not know what's going on, come home and then watch the game.
0: Yeah, you can't even make plans to buy a ticket for a match either in that regard. No, I can't now. E, okay yeah. right 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 right. yeah welcome to my world brother welcome Thank you, to my yeah. world you yeah, well, yeah, yeah. well, you well i had a good run didn't i i had a good you run. did you did have a hell of a run and, yeah. and as as did i which is why i'm still all these years later uh all these years of podcasting for ai later i'm still not bitter about it because it has been so much fun yeah. to watch um it would have been, we've far been lucky, fun. we've
2: been lucky trev we have been lucky and we should be grateful for that
0: yeah 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 I, I i i want it to continue i feel it's going to um and so i want to wrap it up because i i i, I don't I, you know your days off are precious now there are only two of us yeah Um, we could you and i could probably talk for hours <laughs> if we wanted to um i mean we've only gotten through two miserable topics there three at the most <laughs> and you know i had this idea like what we'll do is we'll open up news now and we'll just go through all these yeah, stories yeah, no, like like, cool. like like yeah. dave does on his on his uh, on his daily read and yeah. we'd have a bit of a, a gasp about all the various things like for example like i'll just give you an example of what the type of thing i was i was going to do um there was i was okay. going to ask you to open up news now and if you open up news now in liverpool you can see there there's all these different headlines and um one of them says klopp leaves outstanding liverpool player out of thailand trip he's in talks with two different clubs and i'm going, Who the f- who the hell is this? Jesus! And this is before I'd read any of the news. Yeah. Uh, and I, I said, okay, make yourself guess, trap. Who's the outstanding player? And I'm going to ask you that quiz question. now, who do you think it was? Because um, we know we know who's been left out. Who do you think that word was applied to? Well, well, Kelleher then, isn't it? It wasn't. It was Ben Davies. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it says it said Ben Davies, who was described as outstanding when he first signed for the club. Blah blah oh, blah blah. blah, blah. That's how they wrote their headline. I swear to God. I swear to God. And they didn't even attribute the quote outstanding. They didn't even say the club said that. So this is this is the kind of crack we could possibly have with this show next week. That would have been glorious. Yeah, I think I think we're I think we, we might well do it do this as the format for next week's show unless there are any, any massive stories. I, I don't think outside of the the friendlies now there are going to be too many comings and goings. So I think that might be how we'll structure next week's show. But I just do wanna finish with a non footy topic as we usually do before we head off into the sunset and you know this one is atypical we haven't done our openers or closers and feel free by the way if you do want to plug anything or say anything at the end of course floor is yours as always but I just have a question for you. With our two compadres uh, missing today, and both of them having been recently uh, sending us shots of them doing various uh, fun activities, uh, and two of us being all sad sacks who can't get away on holidays this <laughs> summer, I wanted to ask you what is what is your what what is your best holiday? And if you can't narrow it down to one, just maybe two of the best trips that you've been on, best holidays away you've had.
2: Um that's that's a really, really good question, actually, Trev. It's it's
0: um, it's it, it they're all uh, I understand where you're gonna go with this, right? Because I had, you know, years of being uh sort of barely getting through, you know, when I was a young dad and you're trying to keep all the plates spinning, holidays weren't really a thing. Hmm. And then there was a couple of years when the kid was off in college and I started going travelling and it was fantastic. And then the pox hit just at the wrong moment. Yeah. When I was really getting my flying wings under me. And yeah. uh, and, and, and so it's been paused again. So my my hormones my are going to be from recent times. But, you okay. know, obviously you can go back. But I, I, I don't know if you've been. But for me, it's really hard to beat New York. And my experience of it was so really positive. I enjoyed it so much. My most recent trip there was just, oh, man. It wasn't. The typical touristy things because i kind of seen stuff but i just i found the enormity of the city i found myself really being one of those uh wide-eyed tourists i really right. did i i loved it all I, I just soaked it all up the atmosphere of it I'm one of these people when I go somewhere, I think, I could live here. I'm going to live here. I want to right. live here. It doesn't okay. matter where, where I am on holidays. The previous yeah. time to that was I was like, Kusadasi. I want to live here. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter, right? But New York had a really powerful impact on me. And the only other one I'd mention that I really enjoyed because I love the vibe of the city. Um, and it's a lot closer to home and not as exotic as some of the other trips that I've been on. But I really enjoy a couple of days I spent in Edinburgh recently as well. Okay you know again i just loved that the, I, I really found the atmosphere in the city was fantastic it was cold as fuck right but but it was still really nice i found uh, the, the best restaurant i've ever been in a place called the witchery um right. loved it that kind of thing these kind of things make an impression on you so yeah. with all that in mind where was yours well I, funny enough we were meant to go to um
2: uh new york for my best mate's another dirty mank uh 50th but then like you say the the pox came in because that was in uh he was 50 on april the 1st 2020 and and we were due to fly to new york on the 9th uh so that was me uh cully my best mate and um one of my one of my other really good friends uh who's on twitter bash 76 um so me Bash, and cully were meant to be going to um um New York then and obviously that got scuppered um so I've no idea what New York is like I've been to I've been to obviously um uh Las Vegas because that's what you all do isn't it um you know everybody goes to uh, Las Vegas don't they it's a normal place to go isn't it so, um, <laughs> okay if you say yeah. so i've never been yeah um i'm just trying to find this the name of this place online and um and i just want to go on that i mean i've been lucky trip i've been i've literally been around the world um you, t- you told me about
0: some uh italian this is what i'm looking for um this is where i'm going with it I mean, was it an island cam we went to sicily in we went to sicily.
2: Uh, 20. we went to sicily in 2013 and yeah. um I'm just trying to find I can't remember. Ah, there it is. Got it. 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 Um so we went to um we went to Sicily in twenty thirteen and um I love Italy. I just love Italy. We went to Italy for my honeymoon with Mrs. B in nineteen ninety-four. We went to Bologna and we went to Venice and we went to um Florence and um you know, we did all the usual tourist stuff around there. And I just love Italy. I love Italian food. It's my favourite food. And so we went to Sicily in 2013. We landed at Catania. We were staying at the base of uh, literally the bottom of Mount Etna. We went up to Mount Etna and uh, there was this, just this little place called Taromina.
0: Yes, that's it. I knew you'd told me about a place called yeah.
2: yeah, 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 yeah. And I just want to buy an ice cream shop. Sell ice cream till the day I die. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In Torremilla.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I love it. it. That's it. It, 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 For me, Uh, it it wasn't like it was mind-blowingly anything, you know, like, you know, the most amazing scenery, you know. I mean, I went to Cozumel and the beaches out there were unbelievable. Been to Sydney, Melbourne, unbelievable beaches. You know, Melbourne is if I could move to any city in the world, I'd move to Melbourne tomorrow as well. Melbourne, fantastic city, fantastic vibe. But Tormina is just, for me, it was just, it was just me. It was just so laid back, you know, chilled. There was no bad vibes anywhere. I'm, I'm sure there was. We didn't see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just a little village. It's just like it, we went up to this church at the top of this on the top of the cliff and my little one she was three years old at the time she stood on the wall just looking down like a thousand foot drop no fear I just had to grab her before she suddenly you know I thought she was going to just jump off this cliff or something you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, it yeah, just yeah. like what the hell but you know, <laughs> the, the views and then we hired like a, a, a sort of like a yacht when we were going around the up and down the coast in this yacht and it was just like wow I want to live here
0: I had the same feeling when I went to Lake Garda and we stayed in Sermione and right. there was a little restaurant called El Gatto Lardo and I got a plate of pasta with yeah. anchovy, anchovy sauce. That was right. it. And it was the simplest thing anyone ever handed to me. I yeah. was almost embarrassed ordering something so simple in a restaurant. You think you should, maybe I should do something more extravagant. It's but, the best,
1: no. best plate.
0: Best uh, plate of food I've ever had in my life, Cam. Yeah, ever yeah. I, Like I still, ca- I still remember it to this day. So yeah, yeah. I get, I get where you're coming I from. Mean, we went to Catania,
2: and um, we were just sitting at a restaurant, and uh, we'd just been on a boat cruise round, round the coast of Catania, and um, I'd been for a swim. Nobody else would jump in the water, and, not, and I can't even swim. I just sort of jumped in, and then I'm thinking, shit, sharks, you know, like you do. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've jumped into the into the um, uh, Caribbean Ocean. Uh, like two miles off the coast of uh Cozumel and uh, mainland Mexico in the middle of the ocean. And then suddenly the guy's screaming at me. Um, the um It was a German la- uh, chap called Boris, uh, who was a scuba diver. And he's going, suerte, suerte, because my nickname lucky. Apparently in Spanish, suerte is lucky. So he's going, suerte, suerte, come, come. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm on the wrong side of the bloody uh catamaran here. And um he's like, Quick, quick, get out of the water. And I'm, I am literally, alone. there's a brown stain in the water behind me. <laughs> my paddle going from one side. Because obviously, <laughs> the numpty I am, I've gone completely done a, a 180 round the catamaran. And the ladder's on the other side now, isn't it, of this catamaran. And it's like a 40-foot catamaran. <laughs> so there's me panicking like a whatever. I finally get out of the water. And it's like, well, what is it? What is it? He goes, look over there. And it was just thousands of jellyfish. Just thousands <laughs> of them. Yeah, little brown ones, yeah. And, and one of the Mexican lad with us, he just stayed in the water. He just swam underneath him. He was such a great swimmer. he's so strong. He just swam underneath him. When, when he saw a pocket of air came up, took a breath, and then just went back down again. I'm like, what the hell? So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. So going back to Catania, we were sat at a restaurant, and I ordered this, uh, uh, how do you say, is it calamari? Calamari, yeah. Calamari, and it was fresh it was literally that day caught and I was like oh my god I'm not that I you know I'm I'm veggie now but then it was like this is heaven you know the and it was like the breakfast every day was just so great and healthy none of this cereal crap none of this processed food crap it was just fresh proper food and you know you can see why the Italian the Mediterranean Lifestyle is is so great. I mean, me, me, and Mrs. B went to uh, Dubrovnik for our 25th wedding anniversary, and we went out of season. It was just before the season started because we got married in on March 27th, so we actually went literally around that time, and the mm-hmm. season doesn't start there till like late April. But we managed to pick up a five-star hotel with a balcony next to the ocean, and we just had, and then, and again, it was just glorious. Dubrovnik is a great place because you know a lot of the Game of Thrones stuff was shot there as well, so we went around all that and I'm thinking, oh yeah, I remember this place in that scene, you know <laughs> stuff like that, so I really enjoyed it and it had the, the steps there where they did you know, when they, um, when they did Cersei and she was, they, they made her do the walk of shame, right, right, with the bell and all that, yeah, right. yeah, so those steps you know when they start at the top of the steps yes, those steps and I'm like, I'm walking up there and I'm like these, te- you know, these steps look familiar. I couldn't quite place it. Why? And then I, it was only when we did the Game of Thrones tour, they said, yeah, these are the steps where they did that scene. I'm like, bloody hell, that's where I, where I had it in my mind from. So let's say <laughs> yeah. I've, been, I've been lucky. I've been all over the world. I've been all around Europe. I've, you know, I've done loads of countries in Europe. Um, I've done the Middle East. I've been to Africa. Um, I haven't been to South America. I've done Central America now in um and I've been to America, um, I haven't been to Canada, but I really want to go to, um, I really want to go to Argentina.
0: Yeah, Argentina's on my list as well, I have to say. Um, and I'd like to do Carnaval in Brazil as well yeah. and see that, just see what that looks like, um, just out of curiosity. It's funny, yeah, when you see something that's familiar, I was lucky enough to be in a very uh, sort of heightened atmosphere when I spent some time in Florida and Miami Right. And the people we were staying with, let's just say they weren't short of a shekel or two. And in the gated community in which they lived, oh, they said, just take a little uh, wander up the road there, see if you see anything familiar. Well, it was only the house that Scarface uh, had oh, in oh, the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I loved all that. Those kind so of did things. You stand That's... there, pretend you are in a white suit <laughs> and you had
2: your, um you know, your, well, it wasn't an AK-4, it was like the Tommy gun, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, I, I, let, let's just say, yeah, I pretended I had a white suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, uh, you uh, all that... got a good white suit, Trev, don't worry. Everyone's got to have that good white suit. Uh, be yeah. a spice boy at heart. On that note, we will wrap it up. Um, thanks to Cam, where we decided we'd do one impromptu for you. Hopefully, you got a bit out of it and it distracted you for the guts of an hour. I see we're rocking up here in 56 minutes. So that's a little bit more even than we had thought to do. So just before I um, wrap things up, Cam, anything you want to sign off with? Or are you good?
2: No, I'm good. Thanks. I think we've we, we covered loads and uh, I like the ending. I think we should do a freestyle like that more often, forget the football. I think, I think, uh, our 79 million listeners want, want more of this freestyle stuff. <laughs>
0: well, they will be the judges when they start yeah. getting on us on Twitter and saying, stop talking about your fucking holidays. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but we shall see. Uh, yeah. And we'll say, say thanks to whoever has uh, kept with us uh, throughout uh, this episode and all of the episodes to date. Um, it's always heartening to hear that there are a good chunk of you out there listening to us. And uh, what we do, uh, we do because we enjoy it. Um, it's the primary reason for it and um, hopefully that comes across so hopefully we'll have a couple more of the regulars like Lisa Marie and Carl back in tow soon um, but for me Trev Downian from Cambridge we'll wrap this one up
1: we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show